And we're back. Hello, Mitchell. Hello. What are you doing? Well, I'm thinking. <laughs> Don't think. No, I do think, man. I think. Have you got anything fun to tell me? Man, did you see? I'm not sure if you heard on the radio. Did you listen to radio at work or anything? Sometimes, yeah. Did you hear about the Monash Freeway this morning? Yes, I did hear about that. Why on anyone's god green earth would you ever go on any of the freeways around Melbourne to go to work? Yeah, exactly. Some, so there was a B double truck crashed into another truck. Yeah. With two cars wedged in between the two crashed into the other trucks. Sucks to be them. Everyone's all good, but they had to fully close the freeway on the way Jesus. in. And this is after a Point Cook man, which is Australia's Florida man, <laughs> has crashed. <laughs> it's true. He didn't do a mean uh, thing Point like Cook Point man. Cook Man. Yeah, it's always a Point Cook Man. Yeah. And the Point Cook Bend is always where the crashes happen. Yeah. And the West is stuck. Oh my god, man. I couldn't think. No wonder people go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, that's. Couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah, I'm glad, like. If you're listening to this sitting on the Monash in the morning, yeah, good yeah, luck to you. Find something else to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave for work at five thirty, and I start at six, and it takes me ten minutes to get there. But I leave early just in case the traffic's bad. But like, I get there early, make a cup, make a coffee, and that sort of stuff, and fire everything up. Make a cuppa. Make a cuppa. But um, I couldn't think of anything worse than having to sit on the Monash for ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love where I live. I don't see a drop of traffic. Yeah, exactly. Unless right. I come this way. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's for you coming here, yeah, yeah. it sucks. But it's yeah. not too bad, but yeah, it's... But you can um, just deal with it. Yeah. I don't care. It's deal not, with it. It's not every day. Yeah, exactly. It should be. You should come here every single day. And just day. do, like, a, a daily... I should ignore the family every single night, and just, um, you should come here every day and do the podcast. It'd be yeah. fun. Well, I do notice you have a really bad habit of saying, let's do the podcast on nights where I'm riding BMX. You always do it. Maybe it's because you ride just about every night. Well, I've been riding a lot, man. <laughs> exactly. I've been riding a lot. Every time I message you, you go, oh, I'm riding. And I'm like, yeah, you ride every night. So. Yeah. Man, I had a big weekend of riding too. Did you? Good. So I um, rode... I worked on Saturday yeah. morning. Then went and rode Hillendale Box Jumps. Yeah. Then I went from there to my mate's factory. Yeah. And he's got this crazy setup. Um, oh, is that... I think you showed me a video. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah like so he's got like... Setup, yeah. You just bombing off the road. Yeah. He's got like a he's got a yeah, box set up yeah. and then like a big quarter on the wall. Yeah. Um and then he's got like a spine set up as well. Yeah. All in his factory and he's got like an R thirty five GTR. That's and like, awesome. You would have loved it um when I had insane. my shop. If you were riding BMX when I had my shop and yeah, I had a mini ramp, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was a um big spine ramp. Yeah. Oh that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And um some of the sessions that went down there, like was with Pete and Lukey and a few others and that sort of stuff. Like, the sessions that went down there were just insane. Oh. It, was, it was so good. And um, oh, it was heaps of fun, but oh, these things happen. Yeah, that's room it. For it you got to. You got to. Although, Hayley was pinging me um, today with messages about a house that she wants to get. It's in Upper Beaconsfield on, like, two acres. Ooh. Look at it. I'm like, I could build a massive barn. And the boys are obsessed with BMX these days. So, yeah, trails. actually do it. And, um, yeah, trails on the property That'd as well. And, um yeah, I took the boys down to Beaconsfield Skate Park the other day and um, Max is like hitting, you know, that little hip made out of the orange. Yeah, yeah. Slice. He's hitting that and he's jumping like eight inches off the ground. He's like, oh, I'm getting really good at BMX. I'm like, oh, relax a little bit. <laughs> I am proud of you. You're doing yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, no, he's absolutely loving it. Yeah, so, it's cool, man. It's BMX cool seeing cool. kids progress so fast. It's they really insane. do. And he's getting like a good style. Like he actually looks comfortable on the bike. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's awesome. Like... I'd hate if it was like full pencil, like rigid, <laughs> knees out, knees rigid out, back, pencil, knees yeah. out, and yeah. riding goofy footed. He's not goofy footed too, so that's a bonus. That's the thing I know. I reckon a lot of guys that um, in bit like I don't 
do tricks or anything. Yeah. But I do notice like a lot of guys that do like a lot of whips and a lot of bar spins always rub their knees out. Yeah, I think I talk with my brother about this a lot because you know he was a gun BMXer back in the day and that sort of stuff. I think kids these days because kids these days I sound like such an old arsehole yeah, when I, I say that but um, we used to walk uphill both ways yeah. and had fucking 15 kilo bikes <laughs> exactly well 15 kilo our bikes used to weigh 20 22 kilos and that sort of stuff brutal, we used yeah. to run like a normal tyre with another tyre with the bead cut off inside the tyre and thorn proof tubes because you used to get pinch flats all the time because you had such a heavy bike when you cased on something you oh, pinch yeah, flats just... and we'd run like a 44 tooth front oh, 16 tooth rear anymore. We used to ride four fifteen pitch motorbike chains on our bikes and that sort of stuff with like a Haro grind, just bomb proof bikes. They were just, but the funny thing is, we kept breaking things all the time. Yeah. I think so, I, bikes are so unbelievably. I, think I snapped good. maybe three or four pairs of cranks, like pre, um, Primo cranks and Profile cranks and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah I built like a wombat. I used to one eighty off things, but just breaking frames and stuff. I remember um, Pete set up a new bike when we were younger. He was right, he was sponsored by Haro at that time. They set over this brand new. Um, they had, because they had the normal Haro frames that you can buy, then for all the factory riders, they had proper built ones. Yeah, yeah. And they sent one over, and that's when people was learning bike flips, you know, you jump and do a yeah. bike flip and jump back on. He was learning that. He set it up, we went to the skate park, dropped in, tried to do a bike flip, landed on the bike on the side, and just bent the bike clean in half, like just, because <laughs> Pete's 90 kilos or something as yeah. well. Just landed on it's it and just fit. bent it in half. And um, But bikes were just garbage. I remember, like... Do you remember, this is all probably be long before you were riding BMX, but Haro Mega Hubs? They were like a hub in the middle and it had bolts that went in from the side as the axle bolts instead of having a solid axle yeah, the whole yeah. way through. They were like, oh, it's really strong. And I remember we went to the skate park and Pete was just shearing axle bolts left and right. And because he was riding for Haro, that was their sort of previous hub. He had to run that. Yeah, um, and it was just ridiculous. He'd just like carry like a bag of spare axle bolts. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, um, Cause yeah, I sort of got in. When did I start riding like properly? I probably got. I started riding when I was probably twelve. So it was yeah. like two thousand two. Yeah. So that's around the time when we started really traveling for stuff. BMX. Started to go yeah. like a bit more noose. Like yeah. Because I think I started riding BMX probably my first decent BMX was in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So like I'd sort of been riding for probably five years or so by the time you did that and um yeah like BMX bikes you just used to be horrible and brands would come out. And you go, oh, it's meant to be the latest and greatest thing. I don't it's, know if it still exists, the brand Snafu. Does it exist? Uh, it's, yeah, it, it is. They do everything it, jet fuel. It there was but... absolute garbage when it came out, but it was so expensive. I remember they brought out these pedals that they were like, in like 2002, 2003, they were like 130 bucks for a pair of pedals. Yeah. And they said they were indestructible. And we used to do lots of like crooked grinds and pedal grinds on rails and ledges and that sort of yeah. stuff. And you do like a like a pedal grind instead of doing a because we used to run just pegs on one side you do like a feeble grind on the other side just on your pedal and I remember I did I got some of these pedals and I rode for about a week or so and then I did a pedal grind and they just sheared in half they literally just exploded and I remember they um, I got the snafu levers and a pair of levers was like 120 bucks yeah that's right and I remember because I always had my brakes set up pretty tight because I squeezed them pretty hard and I remember I squeezed and it just broke in you half you got like death grip strength yeah but but even besides that, like... The hands just, of a murderer. I'm surprised you don't fold your rims in it. <laughs> but, I've, but I've never broken any other levers. No. That's the thing. Like, it just... The old um, gold finger. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think the cable would break before the lever. Yeah. But they were just crap. And there was just so many garbage brands out yeah. there. Like, bike parts used to be so bad. And I remember we were running... Um, 
Because back then you only had threaded on hubs that had the threaded on freewheel. There was no cassette hubs or anything like that. Yeah, oh, and that's crazy. And you just you'd pedal hard at something and you'd just explode a freewheel and it would just it would just go over it and you'd smash your knees into the stem and go over the bars and oh god, like I the amount of pairs of forks that I broke and shearing handlebars off and stuff was dangerous. I don't know how anyone who broke BMX matter. in the nineties and early two thousands survived. But you can see here, like, mm. shops survived. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's right. why shops are struggling and, so bad. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you, you broke a frame? Oh, a local shop. It's $1,000 for a crappy yeah. frame that's going to snap. But what do you do? You can't make another one out of wood. Like, yeah, and you just, yeah, yeah. yeah, you just go in and spend, like, decent money yeah. and just get us an M parts and you're good and you're exactly. rolling. Exactly, but even garbage bikes, like, cheap entry-level bikes now, like, you buy a complete bike for, like, four or five hundred bucks, you can ride it for ages, like, realistically. Man, I was in, um... Like, I probably couldn't because I'm a wombat, I'd break it. I was in Casey Cycles with Dale, and I'm like, dude, you gotta get in a bike, and he's like, yeah, man, I'm like, why don't you just build one, just build, like, it's by an s and build it, and he's like, yeah. man, check this out, and he showed me a Sunday Gary Young. Yeah. Dude, that thing is sick. Yeah, exactly. A complete, and it's got, like... Odyssey Thunderbolt cranks in it that it, yeah. you get a lifetime warranty with it. Oh, really? Like oh, a geez. lifetime warranty on the cranks remember, that come stop. I used to break profile cranks. And they were like, I remember in like 2000, 2001, they were like 380 bucks for a pair of cranks. And I'd break some. And they said they had lifetime warranty. And they go, oh, but you must have abused them. What? Just because I'm a... Just because, what? Just because yeah. when they broke, I yelled them a bit. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I got the Profile SS cranks. And I remember they were like 550 bucks. I was earning like $300 a week back yeah, then. That's crazy. So that's man. like, that'd be like $2,000 for a set of cranks. Yeah. And you get them. And then they lasted like eight months and then they broke. It was just ridiculous. But, but it was so much fun. But I remember when BMX parts started actually getting good. You know how I reckon, I don't know if it even exists. Does McNeil even exist as a company anymore? I don't know. I don't see much McNeil stuff. Because when McNeil came out, because that's Jay Meron's company, when McNeil came out... It probably does exist. Yeah, when it started, they were sort of the start... Like, S&M was always awesome, but S&M yeah. was just insanely expensive in Australia back then. Like, S&M and Standard, you know, said, you yeah, know, yeah, I'd, yeah, love, I'd standard love a Standard 125R frame. Or Man, I was down at Empire, and it was yeah. literally like all like mid-school dudes that just... Everyone, awesome. dude, it was crazy. Everyone was riding an S&M, or everyone had a... Yeah. It was like... A couple of standards, and then everything else was the standards were just awesome. They were just yeah. indestructible. Uh, this is a full BMX podcast. That's awesome. It is. Yeah, well, but, um, that's what you get on the South Party. You get a exactly. bit of everything. And um, yeah, so we um, like couldn't afford anything. Like that. But then McNeil came out. It must have been, I think, probably 2000, 2001 that McNeil started. And it was like, oh, you can actually get like made in Thailand or Taiwan or whatever. Yeah, but it's France. like they but had some sort of good stuff. Control. And they were the first to do the integrated headset because you used to have remember the stupid headset cups you had to push into the frame oh, and then you put yeah, the bottles the in there. Hell? And they were terrible. Like we, you'd ovalize a frame and you go, oh, I'm gonna get a new frame now. And but they were the first. I ones forgot to do about that. that. <laughs> McNeil started that pivotal seat post. Like yeah, I think, yeah, like yeah, all, yeah. Every, I yeah. think all seats. That's right. That was yeah. that was the one thing everyone had a McNeil yeah. seat and post. Exactly. Everyone had it. And um. I remember I always wanted a Thompson Elite seat post. They were an aluminium seat post that was like super, super light. I remember we went through, it was probably around 2000, 2001, everyone started making their bikes lighter and lighter. We were doing things, we were like drilling the levers to make them lighter and that yeah. sort of stuff. It was oh, so man. cool and had like titanium axles and stuff and it was so awesome. But because the bikes were getting lighter, when you did bail and the bike had a big tumble or whatever, it didn't bust itself because it wasn't like a yeah. car hitting something. It yeah. was just, it just bounced. Yeah, and then Spanish brackets, bottom brackets yeah. came in. I remember that. Made they were shocking though. Mm, they were the threaded ones, weren't they? 
No, the bottom bracket, just the Spanish, the size, they were tiny. Oh, okay, because... Because my, um... I'm trying to remember, because I think they had... My they had, had it. Yeah, they had threaded bottom brackets at one stage. Yeah. And that, because we used to do crooked grinds, and do... It was one grind, I don't know if it even done these days, it's called a Derek Duster grind, it was on the bottom bracket. So it was like oh. back peg and bottom bracket, and your front wheel just hung over the rail. And, um... So it just, you do that, and it just folded bottom brackets, but... McNeil, they, they were the first ones to do like a good integrated grind disc because the Haro grind disc was like a big aluminium plate that bolted to the side of a sprocket. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Um, But then McNeil started doing these integrated ones and they started pioneering like the 36 tooth sprockets and stuff. Like, they were just awesome. Starting to get it smaller. Yeah. I, we, we really should one day actually sit down and watch some old BMX videos. There's some videos that I know you wouldn't have seen from like the 90s and that sort of stuff that are actually good. Man, my, if we do that, we have to get my main mic in here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do we do it your joint one day do or something like that. Or, did, you or the, at, did you meet him at the shed? Oh yeah, yeah, he was awesome. He's like your doppelganger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I rode with him at um, I rode with him at Empire. Yeah, yeah, he's well, so um, cool. I love that dude. Yeah, it's just it's so good because oh, here's the family. Hello, kidlets. Hello, hello. Hello, Wes. Ninja oh, Warriors. The family should home. Oh, should we pause this? Uh, we'll say hello first. What's that, Max? We watched Ninja Warrior, but we had to stop it because. There was no signal. Oh. We're, we're recording right now. Are you going to say hi? Hi. <laughs> um, did you have fun at Ninja? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll pause this and we might start it again. Yeah, we'll continue it on. Alright, sounds good. And we're rolling again. We're back. We are back. Uh, oh, In the dungeon. Of course, this microphone's turned off. because mine turned on? Yours turned on, yeah. Turned okay. off because the kids came in and decided to start playing with it and that sort of stuff. But oh yes, yeah. So we had a bit of a hiatus and had some dinner. Back to the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good tuna fish um, casserole. It's quite delicious. Kids being a little bit special. And um, Mitch had his high vis vest on when he first got here because he'd been at work. And my oldest said to him, "Hey, how come you wear a um, lollipop lady's shirt?" So <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Oh yeah, man, that was fun. pretty brutal. Yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah. Brutal, but. Very accurate. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about BMX. Yes, we were talking about BMX. Yeah, old school BMX, like, there's old BMX videos, um, Standard Country, and a couple of things like that. They're just from like, the late 90s, early 2000s. They're not quite as old as the old Matt Hoffman videos. Have you ever seen yeah. Mad Matt and uh, Head First and stuff? Nah, maybe like way back in the day. They were awesome, but they were like very 80s and early 90s. But all the mid-school stuff, like the late, late 90s, early 2000s, the writing is phenomenal. Like, the things they do, yeah. what you should watch on, um, <coughs> I think it's on on Red Bull TV, actually. There's, um, it's called The Best Bits of Baco. Baco is a, a video series from Engl uh, from America. Dave Frymouth and Chad DeGroote, two like, good mid-school BMXs, they made this video series, like 10 videos. But they did a documentary detailing all the best bits from the 10 videos. Yeah. And it's insane. Like, Dave Frymouth, like, 20 years ago there's like a back rail behind a quarter and he's like 270 out to like over ice pick on the back rail to like 270 back in like it's just insane like it's the sort of stuff that now would be a comp winning trick and he was doing it 20 years ago so yeah it's, it's just crazy but uh, BMX is awesome I do miss riding BMX so I might have to start pedaling again I've actually reason... got my bike back together so I probably should ride it <laughs> the only reason I ever started riding properly yeah is because I was riding like whatever like my parents would get me or whatever yeah and I was really into footy when I was like 12. Yeah. And um, I was in the footy competition, like the footy, footy tipping competition as a 12 year old yeah. at the local supermarket in yeah. Cup 2. 
and I won, and I won like five hundred bucks. Oh, and I went down to there was a bike shop in Emerald yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And I bought a specialized Fat Boy Vegas. I had a Fat Boy Vegas TJ. I, oh I, yeah. The gold so was yours the gold one. Uh, it was like a sort of like a gunmetal gray with like gold and bronze looking yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Dude. So that was like my first real like bike. That yeah. I had. It was sick. That was so good. This is Sesh Cocktail Bowl. It's funny, but like you look back now, those bikes were garbage. But it didn't matter. It was your bike. It was like yeah. just so cool. Oh, compared to anything else yeah, I was exactly. riding, it's just next level. Exactly. Like, like and but compared to anything you can get now, it's just like, it's just looking, not even. Yeah, kids wouldn't even be able to ride it. Like a cat, like yeah, like um, well, Max's like Academy, and yeah. like it's just unbelievable. Well, it's like when you give me grief about my handlebar size. Like my handlebars, uh, like by modern terms, small, but they're like four inches wider than what I was used to. We used to run like yeah, these, everything cut I think down. it was Odyssey milk bars, they were called, and they were really tiny, and then we'd cut them down, and we'd bend the levers, because you have the lever halfway down the curve, so you'd bend the lever out so you could still use the brakes. Because that was just, bar spins were all anyone yeah, ever Bar spins were just everything. Everyone just did bar spins everywhere. It was so good. And everyone ran their seat high, so you could pinch the seat. Yeah, exactly. And um, my mate Bruiser, he actually ran a true exercise bike seat on his BMX because the exercise bike seat came out really wide. He was oh, able to lean back. Because yeah, he was doing triple bar spins. And I remember he was trying to send for quad bar spins over the box in Cranbourne at Marina Park. And he goes, I'm just not going to grab the bars until they've done four spins. So he just hit the box and just send it and just go... And just lift his arms back, and he was getting like three and a half. He just wouldn't put his hands on the bars; just land his <laughs> hands off and blow off the back of the bike. But that's just what we that's did. All everyone did. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. See, I think I ran those. Um, I can't remember what frame I was running, but I had those at one point. It's after the specialized. Yeah. I was the fat boy. I was running something, and I had um those four piece Nyquist Haro bars. Yeah. That was oh like, yeah, I remember. Those. I ran the Haro B Slammer twos. Is that what they were? I think no, I... No, they were the full Nyquist Sigma, signature ones. They had like yeah. the bottom... Then they, I, know, I know the ones you mean, but I they think... They weren't like the full like oh, crazy ones. They were just like they were just like a four-piece bar that was just chrome oh. cut down. Yeah, I'm sure I remember them, but... Gross. It, yeah, it's... Compared it's, to what I ride now, compared yeah. to what I rode yeah. back then, is just insane. It's so funny. Like, I remember my first good bike in 1997 was a Mongoose DMC. And it was so awesome. And every bike back then was chrome. Like, no one had a painted yeah. bike. So I had this chrome Mongoose DMC. And I remember I snapped the frame after probably about six months or something like that. We got a new one under warranty. And then um, we ended up buying, like, um, some guys from um, Cranbourne, guys who used to ride the shed in the late 90s. They were, a couple of them rode for Hoffman and things like that. And I remember me and, me and my brother would buy their secondhand frames. Like, when they were all yeah. hacked out you'd buy a second-hand Hoffman Condor frame for like 250 bucks and we cherished it like gold. Like that was the best thing yeah. ever. Like when I um, started my apprenticeship, I was like 15, I was getting 200 bucks a week and like I was saying before, like you snap a pair of cranks, it's 350 bucks. That's 200, I was earning 200 yeah, bucks really. a week. Still had to travel to work and back on the train. Still was paying board and things like that. So that was like a month's worth of leftover money for a pair of cranks. So yeah. when I got a frame, like... My mate Jason, who, um, he's an, he's an older guy. He's probably, I think he's about 10 years older than me. And he is an amazing rider. He was always like the one that we looked up to when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And I remember once we were sort of old enough and cause Pete was a lot better than me on a BMX, like he got really good. So people were aware of Pete because he was like 13 he was doing crazy stuff. And, um, we started riding with Jason and his mate, Justin and that sort of stuff. And they're just awesome dudes. And we learned all this stuff. And I remember talking about it we'd be riding with them and they're like 
oh, you need to watch Mad Matt, you need to watch Head First and Ride On and all these old BMX videos from the 80s because that's the stuff that they grew up watching. Like when we were there, when they were our age, they were watching those things. And it's like a generational thing. It's like how, even though me and you, we're only a few years apart in age, like six years apart in age. We're in a different generation. It's in a different generation of BMX. You're riding now where I stopped riding 10, 12 years ago. because yeah, I remember when I used to ride at the, like at, in Cockatoo and stuff, we used to always ride with like, um, Michael and Dean Manson. Yeah. But then you would see Chris would come out and he was older than them and he would have the most fucked up looking bike. And I'm like, how do you ride that thing? Four pegs, like, so all crazy good. shit. But it's just like. And he's like yeah. only three years older than us exactly. dudes or whatever. But at the time, three years, when you're 15, three years is a fifth of your life. It's like how I talk about with the yeah. kids. Like, I'll talk to Max about stuff and he's like, oh, we should go to New Zealand because he saw a video of New Zealand. Like, oh, we might go next year. He's like, a year? And I'm like, well, settle down. And I'm like, He's six. It's like 16% of his life. Yeah, Another big chunk of life where for me, a year, like I'm 36, 3%. Like, so yeah. what? Yeah, a year. It's like, you go, oh, yeah, I'll go to work a couple of times. Oh, it's been a year. Like, it's just, it does fly, man. It goes yeah. quick, doesn't it? Exactly. So I think because I'm of a generation before you when it comes to when I was riding BMX and things like that, that's why I want to show you there's certain videos there's a lot of videos that I wouldn't bother showing you because they're just kind of boring yeah. but there's certain ones like have you ever seen Criminal Mischief? No. Oh, I, anyone who is my age that rode BMX and heard you say you haven't seen Criminal Mischief they'd want to stab you. They would, I, would, I would be in Criminal Mischief. <laughs> exactly. And um, like the old ones like that they well, would, There you go there's a McNeil yeah. seat and post combo right there. That's a um, that frames a Colony MVP that's one of um, Colony's first signature frames that was Dave Freiman's signature frame and um they only made them in 21 inch but Clint made me a special one in 20.75 so that's like a one-off frame that's it it's yeah. so cool because um they still a bit of filming for them and that's I, God, I even forgot it's got like primo brake calipers and stuff and we the people cranks like I don't even know if we the people's around anymore yeah they are yeah, yeah. but that bike's like it's just awesome I got the KHE Rolex Freecoaster hub God, people who aren't into BMX would be hating this podcast, but I don't yeah. care. If you're into BMX, you can eat a dick. I really yeah. don't we'll care. have to do like um, bike checks or something. I think so. I reckon we should. And um, oh, that bike over there, that's missing everything. It's just a unicycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, oh, it's just fun. But yeah, old school BMX was just like there's certain BMX videos, like Standard Country. I remember watching that and just being so blown away by the tricks that people were doing. They were doing run street, and I'll like for watch it now, you go. They're doing like Smith grinds on like foot high ledges. But I remember watching, oh, this is awesome. And this guy, Lucky, um, he rode for Standard. He was the first person I ever saw with a free coaster. Yeah. I remember seeing him like rolling fakie and then hopping from a fakie up to a fakie Smith grind, then back off to fakie. And you would have just thought, what, where is he? Is he not going to chain on? I didn't know what was going on. And I remember talking to my mate Jason. He goes, yeah, it's a free coaster. And what they used to do back then because there was no such thing as free coasters, they were foot brake hubs. They'd pull them apart and pull the brake shoes out of the inside of the hub. So it was like a, a oh, coaster brake yeah. hub that they'd pulled apart to do that. And um, there's a video called... Oh, yuck. Coaster brake hub. Yeah, it was oh. terrible. You'd pedal forward like half a revolution and to then get it would engage. There's a video that I've got called... Temperamental, not temperamental, temperamental. Yeah, like and temper this, mattresses. This guy, Rob Ridge from um, England, he... Just like on a mini ramp just do like a nose pick triple tail whip and then hop in and like he actually had still I, he probably still does it now he'd be, he'd be probably pushing 50 now and he had most dialed bike with a block of 2x4 wood 
screwed to the bottom of the bottom bracket and that was his bash plate sort of thing. So we'd do like tricks on a spine ramp like nose pick tail and then drop to balance on that and then 180 off and things like that. And, but there was just so many different things that got done. People just did things like yeah, that. And ridiculous. Rick Moliterno, who started standing bikes, he he was running, I think he might even still run foot brakes, like foot coaster brakes on modern BMX bikes. And he'd do things like what? he'd do... What yeah. do you think a foot brake hard? He owns standard bikes. He probably just Built made them. Yeah. yeah. And, but I remember he'd do things like, um, he'd do like a tail tap on the deck of a ramp and lock the brakes on and just like spin the bars and just in a tail tap, just balancing. We're doing like seven bar spins and then grab the bars and hop in. And, and do you know what an abubica is? Yeah. Yeah, like a abubica, like up on the back wheel and the coping and the jumping backwards. He'd do like abubica bar spins and things like that. So he's balancing on the coping. Oh. And I, but I remember watching it and go, oh, this is awesome. And I remember at one stage I wanted to get foot brakes so I could try things. And But it, I don't know, BMX was cool because everyone, it wasn't, it wasn't actually cool at all back then. Where now BMX is kind of cool. But yeah. back then it was sort of, I think like people thought it was a bunch of misfits. Like skaters hated BMX riders. And oh, they still do. Stuff. They still do. Yeah. Not, not, it's nowhere near as yeah, bad as it was like militant. Like militant yeah. hated BMXs because we wrecked, wrecked the ranch with pegs and things like yeah. that. But, um, well, that's your fault for him. Yeah. I remember my <laughs> mate Jake, who I ride moto with these days, Jake would do sprocket stalls. Like sprocket stalls and sprocket grinds were big things. And he would air on a mini ramp he'd launch like three or four feet in the air and then land on his sprocket on the coping and just like dip the coping big time but he would just look see how high he would launch to a sprocket stall yeah. and it was just uh, what we did and yeah. I remember when um, they call it a disaster now because the sprockets aren't 40-40 exactly <laughs> and um like when um I remember when everyone was start trying to learn flips like we had like a quarter pipe that we'd put in the back of a ute or my van or whatever I had a highest van and we'd take we'd You'd be driving around, you'd see like a crappy pile of mulch that's like two foot high. Just pedal into it. And just, and just go, oh, we'll just set the kicker up in front of that. And everyone's trying to learn flips off like a four foot ramp, onto four or five two. foot ramp onto a two foot pile of really compacted crappy mulch. <laughs> like, in our old BMX videos that we made, there's a clip of my mate Phil like trying to flip off the ramp in the bales and lands on his head and knocks himself out. Like, but it's just, there was no foam pit. Like, yeah, you didn't, we, no indoor When hard rubbish collection there. would happen. We'd go find mattresses and drag mattresses to the skate park from all over Marinda Park and pile them up on the on the ramps so, <laughs> so you can try things. And like I was never that good, but we were trying like you'd try like a five forty fly out or something like that, and you'd try yeah. it onto the mattress. And it was probably worse than just landing. Just landing. Yeah, but anyway, but it's just what we did. And I remember um, just doing stuff like we'd be riding on the mini ramp, and my mate Bruiser was good at this. He'd always just huck things to flat, and you'd like you do like a deck manual or pop out onto the deck and then just 180 off the deck just to flat in the middle of the mini ramp. Just, and you just break everything. You just go, oh, it's just what we do. You just tried everything. I remember breaking a pair of cranks, 180 off the train station platform onto the tracks and just, just break a pair of cranks and you go, oh, this is awesome. Worst part was they had, having to like scoot, right, scoot home yeah, with like right. busted cranks. So, I don't know. Well, this has been a good BMX podcast. We've done like half an hour of yeah. talking about Ninja Warrior and BMX. So, yeah, we probably have to get yours out at some point. I need mean, you yeah, just need to come ride. Like, it's just so. It's just like I was never that good anyway. But not having ridden for like twelve or thirteen years, I hop on now and it just feels embarrassingly uncomfortable. But no, I don't but care. that's I'll like when I, anyway. when I started riding like five months ago. That's yeah. how I felt. But you just need to like you just ride through it, and even still, like every time I ride, like literally every time, like I still don't ever feel comfortable yeah. straight away. Like it takes a while exactly. to get going. But like, that bike's been through a flood. Like when my folks' house flooded out, like. 
Oh, okay. I've left my bike there and... Is that why you have it up just in yeah, case? Yeah, that's why I have it up just in case there's floods here. But no, nah, um, like that's been through flood water and that sort of stuff. It's just, I don't know, it's just a cool bike. I like it. I mean, it's cool. It's a one-off frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the old school colony sticker on it. Like, yeah, star like that's... It. I'm talking like yes. OG colony stuff. Like, jeez, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to send this episode to Clint because um, like Clint would be all for the fact that I'm still rocking that frame. I reckon it's yeah, just that's so sick. old. So Clint, if you're listening, still represent for you. Even though the bike's been sitting there hanging on the wall for like 12 years, I'm going to get it out and ride it. Because I actually yeah, put my back wheel will. in it. So, no, it'll be fine. Yeah. I always you, just... You stupid dumb brother still has his wheel back but doesn't seem to want to ride anymore. <laughs> I nag him every... That's just his knees. His knees are time. disgusting. His knees keep popping out and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. And BMX is so bad on your knees. But um, that bike's cool. Like, I think I just... I should just go, like, lean into it and just go back to just no brakes and four pegs again and just start trying to ride straight. I wouldn't even be able to bunhop up a gutter these days. It's been that long. Yeah, you'd be all right. I think even, like, when we were riding the other day, you just had two PSI in your tires, so... Yeah, and it was really awkward with two yeah. PSI. But at least it was Pete's wheel that you were dinging on everything. Yeah, so exactly. No. You'll never ride again. You never paid for, paid for bike parts anyway. He hasn't yeah. paid, hadn't paid for bike parts since he was, like, 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, I don't know. So I'll just keep nagging him. We'll get him out one day. Yeah. You like, you'll, you'll like it. He likes to, every time I put anything up on um, social media at BMX, he always likes to um, comment, hashtag fuck BMX. <laughs> That's what he, so now I'm getting him back. I'm just, well, everything he puts up, I just say, oh, got, fuck four-wheel drives and fuck, fuck got, roofing. Yeah, and exactly. Fuck. He's got personalised number plates on his four-wheel drive, which ride BMX, like RDE BMX. But what's funny is that can also be road BMX. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of road BMX. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try, I think that I'm going to try to hire a bike and do that, you know that um, around the bay oh, yeah. road cycle race? Yuck! Yeah, you I know. Do it on your BMX. It's like 300 Ks. Be the only person that does it on a BMX. It'd seriously be the worst. You'd have to pull out, but everyone would do it on a BMX, put sad party stickers on your bike, so that way everyone sees everyone it. Everyone knows. Yeah. Well, I could probably go, like, if I put a 33, 33.9... I might have a 44 tooth front sprocket. I'm not going on that sorry. with a 9 tooth driver. <laughs> That's mine, but I got 25 9, I think. There you go. Yeah. 25 9 would be pure death. Yeah, exactly. That. I remember, um, I think he was running, I think he was running 3310, like for normal BMX. Yeah. Like he had a gear tall because he would just crank at things at a million miles an yeah, hour. It's pretty much 39. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd just crank at things flat out, and um, yeah, it's just. Just made it work. So I think I might actually get a road cycle if I'm going to do 300 k's. Yeah, it's probably better off. I'd rather do it on a motorbike. Way he's in a car. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll fly over there and just meet you, you there. You got a bus I can sit on? I'll just fly over there and meet you there. We'll just put your bike in. Like if you once you get to near Moorabbin area, we'll just chuck the bike in the plane and just fly across. Yeah. And go, yeah, I beat you on a BMX. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it's like 300 k's. Or it's a long oh, ride, but I don't know so, how how fast you have to go to do it. In a day, like what sort of what well, sort of speed did you do on a road bike? Thirty k's an hour. You'd average at least thirty. So that's ten hours. So you could do. I remember when I had a mountain bike, I'd sit on fifty k's an hour, sixty k's an hour, and that sort of stuff. Like a road bike. Road bike, yeah. So you'd probably do it. Probably be a six or seven hour session, I reckon, because you've got to deal with some hills, and hills you're not going to be going up as fast. Yeah, but and I think uh, the thing said it was pretty flat. But I think because I did that stupid running race against Puff and Billy, now I think I want to do the dumb the dumb road bike thing. I should do Tough Mudder. That'd be fun. That'd be the worst. Do it with Brad. I'm just not fit enough. I'm just standing there going, <laughs> I don't know. You just eat like a big, like, leg of chicken and then go, <laughs> mud. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think that sort of stuff. It's, 
It's good. And I think what's good about it is because you're an idiot, you wouldn't train for it. And I wouldn't quit. Yeah, you wouldn't train. Because so you're, got like a you're one of, of the most stubborn people I know. I yeah. know you wouldn't quit. You'd be like, pedaling, you'd be dying. But nah. Nothing <laughs> bothers me. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, nothing really bothers me. Like, <coughs> I face it, but like, nothing really bothers me. But if yeah. it's like a physical thing and I'll yeah. like have to keep going, I'll just keep going. I will yeah. not stop. Exactly. It's just, I think... I that's think you should stuff. do it definitely. Yeah. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna talk to Dale at Casey Cycles and try to get a bike going. I'm sure he he has some or yeah, someone he knows someone that I could borrow. On. I don't care. It doesn't have to yeah. fit me or whatever. I'll just ride ride he'll whatever. Up something. We need to go ride. Um, I mean, again, that was fun when we were going to Listerfield those times. Yeah. I'd like to do it on a proper bike. Yeah. Exactly. And Dale, actually, I was in the shop with Dale, and he's like, "If you ever want to ride mountain bikes or downhill bikes, I yeah. can get one for you if you yeah. want to ride." I think we, might, we should do that. We should do it and film it because it'd be fun. Yeah. It do some stunts, do sad, some drop-offs and... Yeah, sad party um, downhill session. <laughs> I yeah, have you so still got that downhill bike? It's Pete's. It's oh, yeah, he'll right. never ride it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard because it's, it's an XL frame and I have excess legs. So, mm. extra small legs on an XL frame. That's why I like... But we're not, we're not pedaling up the hill. We're, but just we're jumping. Doing... The seat just kicks me in the ass. I had the seat slammed on it and I... Still... Cut the post down? No, like, I'm talking slammed, like, oh. on the frame. And... Did you cut the frame down? Yeah, turn into a scooter. Could you cut the frame down? Nah. Nah, I looked at that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But no, I'd gladly borrow that again. That was so much fun. Yeah. I just had fun just hitting little jumps and doing little kickouts and just like treating it like a dirt bike. Like, yeah. Really did just treat it like a yeah, dirt bike. It wasn't bat on my hardtail, but it yeah. was a bit shit. It'd be a bit harder, yeah. And just a, and the fucking, the gearing on that, I think that runs like a 28.9 or something yeah. on a mountain bike. So it's just like, you're pedaling out of your heart yeah, and your exactly. mind to go well, 20 days down. What I enjoyed about it is... I'd, we'd never ridden, I'd never ridden downhill before, and we were getting along at a fair clip on some of those downhills. Yeah. We were doing pretty good. I think that's what was funny. And I was on park tires too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. That was good. Well, um, I don't know if we should bother doing the quiz in this one. This well, has been, how been, many minutes have we been going for? 33 minutes. Yeah, this is done. The BMX podcast. <laughs> this is done. This is a BMX podcast. So this is, this is going to be called the BMX podcast. So, um, I don't know. This has been, it's been more fun talking crap than doing the quiz. I can yeah. see us not doing the quiz anymore sometime soon and if you've got an issue with that yeah l- listen to the old episodes again <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably just say if you've got an issue with that just eat a dick but um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't encourage that yeah. unless you're into that there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that either well anyway this has been Sad Party yeah um, so if you go to psdunderwear.com.au for some um, cycling jocks cycling jocks you can protect some dick yes exactly um Mitch 2020 at the checkout, you yeah. save 25%. Oh, that's good. You get backpacks, ladies stuff, whatever you... Whatever you ladies ladies backpacks? Yeah, you could... Are they, are they different to men's backpacks? They're bisexual. They're bisexual, yeah, fair enough. So they speak more than one language. That's bilingual, but that's fine. Yeah, that swings both ways. Mm. Bilingual. Like um, Glenn McGraw with the new ball. I don't know. I understand that Cricket. reference. I have a reference. We had so much fun doing the BMX <laughs> podcast. Nah, this is, this is shit. Nah, this sucks.